Mid-America's most trusted source for news. KMOX. At 503, we have clear skies, 47 degrees, downtown at the Arch. I'm Maria Kina in for Michael Calhoun. Our top story this hour, there have been other over 100 deaths in Missouri Department of Corrections institutions in 2023, with over 40 percent of those deaths occurring at local facilities. Lori Curry with Missouri Prison Reform says it's hard to find an underlying cause with Missouri no longer tracking COVID deaths or the number of fatal and non-fatal overdoses. We were tracking um, the number of overdoses, that, that the ones that resulted in a death and the ones that didn't. Um, and as of last October, the DOC stopped giving us that information. Um, but we were tracking it and it was increasing steadily. Why would the DOC stop giving that information? Did they give you a reason? Um, Their records custodian quit last December, um, and their legal counsel is now handling records requests, and he said they didn't have that information. Correction centers in Farmington, Potosi, Bonterre, Bowling Green, and the Women's Institution in Vandalia have seen 47 inmates die since the start of 2023, including three executions. Sean Malone, KMOX News. And coming up at 520 this evening, Sean Malone will go in-depth on that story. A registered sex offender in Jefferson County is hit with new child pornography charges. The Eastern District of Missouri's U.S. Attorney's Office says 44-year-old Patrick Mayberry of High Ridge is alleged to have been selling child pornography that he first obtained on the dark web. The new charge is punishable by a mandatory minimum of 15 years in prison with a maximum of 40 years and a $250,000 fine. And there are many more places these days for offenders to hide their child pornography. Lieutenant Kyle Bay with the St. Charles Cyber Crimes Task Force says storage in the cloud did pose a challenge, but those providers often tip off law enforcement. I I believe this year my numbers aren't done yet, but we're going to have about 10,000 tips that resolve to the state of Missouri from service providers like that one. Bay says it is a dark topic. They get mental help themselves because they see a lot. But he adds everyone is committed to the work to keep children safe. Illinois' Senator Dick Durbin, Tammy Duckworth, and Congresswoman Nikki Bozinski are urging Health and Human Services to conduct a health assessment on the effects of Cahokia Heights flooding. The congressional delegation is asking in a letter that the Agency for Toxic Substances and Disease Registry conduct the assessment to see what decades of flooding has done to Cahokia Heights residents. That letter cites a study by Washington University and the University of Colorado. The findings, more than 40% of adults in Cahokia Heights have contracted a rare disease which can cause ulcers or increase the risk of gastric cancer. Lawmakers are asking for federal resources in order to conduct the public health assessment and provide community forums. St. Louis tourism officials are using the geospatial technology that was found in the palm of your hand to keep track of visitors to the region. KMOX virtual consumer editor Megan Lynch tells us. It's called geofencing. A geofence is basically a virtual perimeter around a real-world geographic area. And then it measures the movement of cell phones, other location-enabled devices in and out of that area. Patrick Reming, Assistant Director of Marketing for Explore St. Louis. Reming says the technology uses cell towers and other wireless connections. We have geofenced all the hotels in St. Louis City and County. 
And we then look at those visitors and where they're coming from and use that information to better target our advertising to bring more visitors and to spend money in the community. As you heard recently here on KMOX, the St. Louis Arch used geofencing to determine that the National Park has far more visitors to the grounds than turnstiles alone were able to capture. Megan Lynch, KMOX News. Will local law enforcement in Illinois actually enforce new laws about illegal possession of unregistered assault weapons? Andrew Adams with Capital News Illinois tells KMOX both politicians and law enforcement are not sure. Their hope is that this will be enforced kind of traditionally the same way that, uh, you know, any other kind of firearm possession law is enforced. But no one is quite sure how this will shake out. Illinois gun owners have until January 1st to register firearms classified as assault weapons or face felony charges if caught with them unregistered. Well, the Laborers Union wants Wesley Bell in Congress. The Missouri-Kansas Laborers District Council, representing more than 14,000 workers, including construction craft laborers, janitors, mechanics, and more, have endorsed St. Louis County Prosecuting Attorney Wesley Bell for U.S. Congress in the 1st Congressional District. In a release, the union says it doesn't like that incumbent Cory Bush voted against the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act back in 2021 Union laborers worked hard to pass. Stuart McMillan, KMOX News. Two endorsements were announced in the race for governor of Missouri. Planned Parenthood wants House Minority Leader Crystal Quaid and the Make Liberty Win Pack endorsed Bill Igo. The news is sponsored by Michael's Flooring Outlet, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. Lori Curry with Missouri Prison Reform talked with KMOX's Sean Malone about the 113 deaths in Missouri Department of Corrections institutions so far in 2023. And that includes 47 in our five regional facilities. Back on Total Information PM, I'm Sean Malone. 113 prisoners have died in the Missouri Department of Corrections so far throughout the 2023 year from the beginning of the year until mid-November with 41% of those deaths occurring at five local detention centers. That includes the Eastern Reception and Diagnostic Correctional Center in Bonterre, the Farmington Correctional Center, the Potosi Correctional Center, the Northeastern Correctional Center in Bowling Green, and the Women's Eastern Reception and Diagnostic and Correctional Center. Joining us now now to discuss that is Lori Curry with Missouri Prison Reform. Lori, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So, so far throughout the uh, 2023 year, up until about mid-November when these numbers came in, it was 113 deaths, three of them executions across the state of Missouri. Lori, how does that number compare to previous years? There's been an increase in deaths um, in the recent years. Um, we've been monitoring this for about four years now. Um, this is the highest that we've seen so far. Um, even including with COVID in our prisons. Um, right now we're averaging about 11 deaths a month. The numbers that you got, uh, breaking them down by specific types, some of them include accidental, natural, suicide. Um, let's look in accidental and natural, for example, um, like a COVID death. Would that fall under accidental or would that fall under a natural death? They included those in natural deaths. So natural deaths um, are usually from a chronic illness, something like a heart attack, um, and then the accidental deaths are overdoses. How yes. does that number compare to previous years? Is that something that we've seen spiking of late? Definitely. The overdose deaths and overdoses in general, um, overdoses that don't result in a death, have increased significantly over the last few years. We were tracking 
um, the number of overdoses, that, that the ones that resulted in a death and the ones that didn't. Um, and as of last October, the DOC stopped giving us that information, um, but we were tracking it and it was increasing steadily. Why would the DOC stop giving that information? Did they give you a reason? Um, their records custodian quit last December, um, and their legal counsel is now handling records requests, and he said they didn't have that information. I did ask him where the previous records custodian was getting it, and he said he didn't know. So just to understand correctly, they're no longer on the statewide level counting overdose deaths? They are, they're saying they're no longer tracking overdoses in general. What kind of problems could that lead to if the state is no longer tracking the amount of overdoses, whether or not they lead to deaths? Uh, it's a huge safety concern, I believe. Um, and in relation to this, last year, the Department of Corrections stopped letting physical mail come into their facilities, um, citing the increase in drugs in their prisons. Um, our organization, as long as several others, um, believe that most of the drugs come from people who work in the prisons. Um, and then um, this year, they stopped letting us send books into prisons um, through um, approved uh, vendors such as Amazon. Again, citing an increase in drugs. Um, that information tells us that the drugs have not ceased. It's, it's continuing to increase in the prisons. Um, and ultimately, um, it proves that most of the drugs are not coming through mail um, or books. They're coming in through people who work in prisons. What do you have to back that up? Like, do you have the numbers of drugs that are still coming in? Because, you know, with all respect, they are saying that they're not keeping track of overdoses anymore. Are you aware of, you know, drugs that have been confiscated at least to be able to back that up that shows that even with those changes, these issues with drugs are still persisting? Um, first of all, I will say that uh, Boonville Correctional Center in Boonville, Missouri, was just on a lockdown, like a modified lockdown for a month. And when I contacted the Department of Corrections, um, their legislative liaison said that's because of the increased amount of contraband in their prisons. Um, and this was just from the beginning of November to the beginning of December. Um, second of all, there are several stories that have come out just this year where um, DOC employees, correctional officers, were taking drugs into facilities and were caught doing so. Um, and then um, our organization, Missouri Prison Reform, communicates with over 400 people who are currently incarcerated. Um, as well as their family members and even Department of Corrections staff um, who report um, more drugs in prisons than they've ever seen, more people being under the influence of drugs than they've ever seen. Um, and the Department of Corrections has admitted in emails um, that certain facilities are not even sending people to or taking people to segregation any longer or giving them a violation for being under the influence of something. They're simply asking them to go back to their room because they don't have the capacity for people in segregation um, for the amount of people that are under the influence or seem to be. Amongst the facilities that I listed earlier, and let me know if you need me to go back through that list once again, but uh, do you know if any of those facilities, uh, Lori Curry with Missouri Prison Reform joining us on KMOX. Lori, thank you so much for your time. Thank you.